Thank you for calling the XFL. To continue in English, press 1. Oprima dos para español. Hello. This is XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Thanks for calling XFL Los Angeles. We're excited to call the StubHub Center home when the league launches in 2020, and we appreciate your support. We are busy reimagining football, so please leave a message at the tone and share your thoughts because we're listening. Visit XFL.com for more information and to reserve your season tickets today. Thank you. Hello, this is XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Thanks for calling XFL Dallas. We're excited to call Globe Life Park in Arlington home when the league launches in 2020, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for calling XFL New York. This is Commissioner Oliver Luck. We're excited to call MetLife Stadium home when the league launches in early 2020, and we appreciate your support. Hello, this is XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Thanks for calling XFL St. Louis. We're excited to call the Dome at America Center home when the league launches in 2020, and we appreciate your support. Hello, this is XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Thanks for calling XFL Seattle. We're excited to call CenturyLink Field home when the league launches in 2020, and we appreciate your support. Hello, this is XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Thanks for calling XFL Tampa Bay. We're excited to call Raymond James Stadium home when the league launches in 2020, and we appreciate your support. Hello, this is XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Thanks for calling XFL Washington, D.C. We're excited to call Audi Field home when the league launches in 2020, and we appreciate your support. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of December 2nd, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week features a discussion about the first reported XFL City as well as everything you need to know regarding the big week ahead, which will be highlighted by the official announcement of all eight XFL cities. It's episode 44, Big City Football, and here we are on the precipice of the biggest news to date, even though kind of it's already out there. Welcome to the show, everybody. Here we go. The XFL about to officially announce their eight teams, but this week, We learned one of the cities, and we had an interview, which you may have already caught. We released it on our website. This is the XFLshow.com and, of course, social media, at XFLshow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But after that, a couple days later, all hell breaks loose, Jake. And here we are. We basically unofficially know the eight cities the XFL will play football in in 2020. Yeah, I just want to issue a warning to all the listeners. If you're not sitting down, please take the time to sit down. If you're driving on the highway, pull over, find a rest stop, because there is a lot of stuff to discuss here. Um, you know, I guess we got to say it's groundbreaking. Like we said, we kind of we kind of have seen behind the curtain, it would appear, 
um, Brian's. But again, a lot of this is still, you know, until you hear it from Mr. McMahon's mouth or Mr. Luck's mouth, just keep that in mind. Yeah, keep it in mind. It's all officially unofficial so far, Brian, but we know the cities, man. We know them. Uh, yeah, Alan, it's been a crazy week since uh, since St. Louis broke. Uh, we have a great interview, like you said. But uh, since that day, the XFL came out the next day saying that everything was going to be announced December 5th at MetLife Stadium. Uh, and now everything seems to be coming out. And you're right. Nothing's officially official. But, man, it seems like we're getting close to, to, to knowing everything before uh, before Wednesday. So here we go. This is what we got lined up on today's show. We will have the full interview from our conversation with Frank Cusimano, who's the sports director at KSDK in St. Louis. He broke the news earlier in the week on Tuesday that St. Louis would be the first XFL city. And soon after that, more information about other cities started leaking out. And on, I guess it was Friday night, of course, this show drops every football Sunday morning, uh, Friday night, uh, it basically leaked out all eight XFL cities uh, through uh, a couple of different ways, which we'll go over. But uh, yes, we're going to play that full interview for you today. We're also going to discuss what's coming next Wednesday, but uh, let's get everything out in front of us. I know Jake loves it when we keep things in order, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to kick things off the way we always do with our cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. All right, first piece of business in the cover two. Let's First things first here. So St. Louis announced, right? And like you said, Bryant, day after that, XFL officially announced on social media, uh, sent out an email actually before that to the media, uh, which we were glad to get. uh, So we knew it was coming. December 5th, Wednesday, noon Eastern, inside the Toyota Club, inside MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. This big press event will be held, and Vince McMahon, Oliver Luck will be there to unveil the eight cities and venues for the 2020 season of the XFL. They also will give, quote, a detailed update on the state of the league. So after St. Louis kind of leaked, reported by Frank Cusimano, our guest later on in the show, this news comes out that the announcement is coming on December 5th, and we're going to be there covering it all for everyone. So remember, go to thisistheXFLshow.com, follow us on social media. We'll give you all inside accounts while we're there next Wednesday. Uh, but this is this is the biggest day since the announcement of the league, December 5th. Uh, all sorts of great video and podcast content coming at you from us. But, of course, XFL themselves will be live streaming the event at XFL.com. So watch that if you can't make it to East Rutherford and follow us on social media. We'll try to get you also, you know, inside stuff. Maybe they're not showing on the live stream. But with that big announcement, guys... Uh, uh, like that, obviously, reporters are going to start digging and working harder and getting, you know, start paying attention to the XFL more. And they did. And it took about two days after the announcement that the announcement was coming for basically all of the cities leaking. And you heard that at the beginning of the show. That was not doctored. That were those were actual voicemail messages. If you called these phone numbers that were mysteriously and inexplicably posted on XFL.com Friday night. And the cities you heard Oliver Luck have voicemails for were Washington, D.C., St. Louis, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, New York, Houston, Dallas, and Seattle. Tons to unpack here. First off. Well, Alan, if I, if, if, I'm sorry cities, if I can correct you real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, Houston, there was no voicemail for. There was no voicemail for Houston. You're right. That Houston, I believe you said when you called the Houston number, it, it reverted you to the Dallas voicemail. Correct. 
Yes, okay. and I, I think we need I think we need Brian to you know give an abbreviated story of what he was telling us, <laughs> or, or, you know, uh, before we started recording about how you stumbled across this because it's just, oh you want you want the personal really, the details of how he came about because I was at I a basketball game. No, some <laughs> of the personal details I don't need to hear for a second time. Quite frankly, I don't think the listeners uh, no. need to hear. But but you know, Brian, just quickly tell us about this because it is. <laughs> It, it is a hell of a story. Like you're doing some real sleuthing. Were you wearing a red trench coat and a red hat? Or I'm sure he was just looking at Twitter, but yeah, good job, Brian. Brian's the one that found, discovered it and recorded the audio. He called all the numbers. Good job. But yeah, tell the story. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah pretty much. I mean, you know, you're, you're on the internet, you see this type of information available to you. And so you start making some phone calls. And when you realize that these phone calls can lead to potential, potentially huge uh, audio bites for your show, you drop everything and you run literally. And you, um, and you, and you literally, uh, and you get down and you start making what you, you start doing what you got to do. So it was, it was, it was, it was great nightlife for me last night. The missus wasn't too uh, pleased, but it was, it was okay. Okay, so the, there they are, though. So Bryant stumbles upon it, calls the voicemails. I mean, Oliver Luck saying say the city names. That's not official yet, I guess, but it sounds unofficially official. Here we are, St. Louis, D.C., Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, New York, Houston, Dallas, Seattle, our first eight XFL cities. And if you go back in the archive when we had our XFL City Madness and we came down to our picks for the first eight, how many did we get right, Bryant? Uh, we did three right. I believe we did discuss every single one of these cities for sure. Uh, yes. but we only selected three in our finals. I think Houston was the one that we we had a toss up between Houston and Oklahoma City, I believe. But yes, so we, uh, I mean the one thing that we, yeah, the one well, thing we didn't account for is the fact that all these are major metropolitan areas. That's <laughs> I mean, true. Major. But also back when we were doing this, this was pre AAF. So before the Alliance of American Football, do you think that influenced the XFL's decision in any of these uh, cities? Uh, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that the the uh, XFL is being influenced by the AAF in any way. Um, it just seems like the XFL is setting themselves up to be the big brother to the AAF's little brother. I, I, I just don't. I don't. I well, don't the see a, the AAF are, they're in significantly smaller markets. Uh, I think you also put a post out. How many top 10 uh, media markets are the XFL in versus the AAF? Yeah, the AAF, unfortunately, is only in one uh, top 10 market, and that is Atlanta at number 10. Uh, the XFL hit five markets, three of the top five, and all five in the top 10. Um, you know, New York, LA, Dallas, DC, Houston. I believe the lowest ranked city on uh, XFL's list is number 20, somewhere in that range. Uh, and the AAF goes all the way down to, I believe, 50-something, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So the XFL's g- going for the gusto. Big city football, Jake. What do you think of the cities chosen at first glance? I mean, you always want to live, you know, on the big side of town, in a big house, on a big hill. Uh, you know, like we said, three out of eight, 37.5%. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to see that. You know, that great on a test that I got back. But for what we were doing, I, I think it worked out pretty good. Um, Brian, I think another big deal was hearing where these teams are going to be playing. You know, what venue on the voice. Yeah. That's something that I think that's a big get as well. You know, almost as important as where, uh, you know, what towns they're going to be in. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna have to have a separate podcast to to, to kind of compare these two, these eight cities compared to the AF cities. But you're right, Jake. The the, the eight cities, and and we're suspecting Houston. I mean, really, to be honest, we're suspecting all of these because nothing's officially official. But uh, the no oldest stadium they're playing in there's there's no <laughs> drum rolls today because nothing's official, nothing's officially unveiled. So it is all unofficially right. official. So the, the oldest stadium they're playing in is going to be a baseball park in Arlington for the Dallas franchise, Globe Life Park, um, that holds about 48,000 fans. It is soon to be vacated by the Texas Rangers as the Texas Rangers are getting a brand-new stadium next to uh, Jerry's World. So Globe Life Park might actually be a great fit for both parties involved. Is it um, still going to be there in, in 2020? <laughs> it is. There, there's no plans to demolish that park from what I was reading and what I was looking at. So it's going to exist, and it looks like it's going to be home. Uh, to the Dallas franchise for the XFL. But, I mean, you look at this, and right now you have one, one, uh, two, three, four, four stadiums hosting NFL teams today. The Dome has hosted an NFL team, so that's five out of the eight. Uh, StubHub Center doesn't really count, though. Well, I'm saying right now, come on, yeah, it's, right. it has, if you let me finish my sentence, the five, five of the cities have stadiums that have hosted an NFL game. Yeah, this this is uh, super interesting to be looking at it. And I, a, ca- a caller, Leo, to the XFL fan line pointed this out as well. And I was thinking the same thing. Uh, two Texas teams. That really jumps off the page to me and uh, just creates a great natural rivalry. Houston and Dallas, their teams always go at it. Uh, more so, I guess, in baseball, the Astros and Rangers is pretty vicious. But uh, this creates a nice natural rivalry within the league, I think. In the in the big state, the big football loving state of Texas, I love that Texas got two teams. Jake, what do you think about that? Uh, I was a little surprised, just like you, that they only got two teams. I thought it would have been at least only. three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the conferences would have been Texas. I, I, yeah, I think we talked about a Texas conference, Texas versus the world. That'd be awesome. Like if they I ever mean- did. A- ever did an all-star game it would have to be that yeah maybe somewhere down the road uh yeah that jumped off the page to me of the amount of nfl stadiums and as oliver luck kind of alluded to when he talked to us and other other members of the media uh, is basically saying vince mcmahon likes to go big so these cities really when you think about the top 10 media markets bryant no surprise at all the aaf went small potatoes in terms of the cities the xfl uh meticulously chose the, the best put possible big cities that they could get into and hopefully garner the attention and, and uh, the dollars, obviously. So football loving cities, um, maybe not all of them. I'm not, I, I'm skeptical about the LA team playing in the stub hub center and NFL teams, not even getting attendance there. We'll see about them, but I love the decision to go into the soccer stadium in DC. I love the decision to give St. Louis pro football. I love that there's a team in Tampa Bay that, that uh, city that supported the Tampa Bay bandits back in the USFL and uh, two Texas teams. I think you're, you're going to do well with Texas and Seattle. Very interesting because that is the Seahawks building going to be very interesting to see what an XFL team in Seattle does. Well, I mean, Seattle, if you're talking about a sports town, I mean, not only do the Seahawks get a fan base, but uh, the Sounders are completely sold out every time. That's one of the loudest stadiums in MLS. So I can imagine that's going to be a great city um, to host an XFL uh, team. But, uh, Alan, I'm going to call you on the StubHub Center because L.A. is filled with 5 million football fans. The problem is, is they're dispersed over 32 teams. If you get them to cheer for one team, you might get them actually to come out and support 
uh, one team altogether. That's the yeah. That's the argument I guess you you can make for the an XFL team versus an NFL team in LA is that everyone in LA already has their NFL team and most of them aren't even that the, the LA teams one of the two and the XFL you know now you're going to have a team born there so we'll see how the LA XFL team does playing in the soccer stadium out there in Carson um Houston and Dallas the one's in a baseball uh stadium the other one is Houston I guess going to be where the Dynamo play Bryant it's not we didn't even get that voicemail right so not official Un- it's not even unofficially official is it total speculation where the Houston team is going to play <laughs> I mean, the Houston team is is probably the most uh, speculation, right? Because all we got was a phone number on the actual website. But other than that, uh, some people have been chiming in. I think the the most uh, logical spot is going to be the BBVA Compass Stadium where the Houston Dynamo play holds about 20,000. Um, the only other place I can think of that they'd play in Houston is Reliance Stadium, which I believe is just too massive. I mean, you never know at this point, though, because they are in bigger stadiums as well. Uh, and the... Uh, the Houston Astrodome is a parking lot at this point, so I don't know where else they could play. Yeah, that's not even a flea market, and they're going to demolish it eventually. Uh, so we have, once again, these eight cities. The reason we're talking about them, we know about them, is because the XFL inexplicably posted eight cities and phone numbers with those voicemails you heard at the beginning of the show, and now they have conspicuously been taken down from xfl.com so that's what we're going by everybody's assuming these are the cities uh it's all unofficially official i guess according to that jake uh who knows maybe we could be in for a big swerve at wednesday's press conference what do you think what do you make of that the city numbers being posted with voicemails attached and then taken down why did that happen was this done on purpose uh uh an accident uh someone mess up in the digital department what went on here, and if there was done on purpose, what's the thinking behind it? I mean, you know, some people, you know, they may be shouting black helicopters and, and you know, CO conspiracy, but I don't, I don't think that's true. I think it's, it, it's, it is odd because this is coming out of the XFL camp. It's not like somebody was data mining. And, you know, that they found an extra line of code or something. I, I believe that, you know, the XFL, they would have had to put this out. So I, you know. As good as I, Brian is with the computer, he's not a hacker. He's, not, he's, he's not that good. He, he just went to the website and found the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Jake. It, it, it's, was it an accident? Was it accidentally on purpose? Um, did someone just get too I mean, Oliver Look had to have recorded these at some point. They have to be getting ready for Wednesday. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure these things were going to come. You know, these were probably going to go live. Uh, you know, Wednesday the fifth after the uh, you know after the press conference. I would have. So you I think said, someone said, "Hey, we got Oliver's voicemails. Post the number on the website when when they're done." And they figured when they're done, when the voicemails are done, not done with the yeah. press conference. Maybe someone misheard instructions or something. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how you can mishear that. I, I really don't know. Uh, you know. Here's my uh, thing. I think it was done intentionally. I think they were taken down intentionally, and I think this is because the XFL is now letting these cities know a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Your city's getting an XFL team. Wednesday is a big press conference. Those are taken off now. You know, people like Pro Football Talk even reporting on it. 
it's all probable. I mean, I would say 99% these these are the going to be the cities, but there's that level of doubt, mystery going into the press conference, but also people in those cities and media in those cities are now interested because, oh, we're getting a football team. Maybe we have to go cover it or at least pay attention to the press conference and cover it for the nightly news here in Tampa Bay or wherever, uh, you know, Dallas, Houston. So I think this was done with some kind of intent to pique people's interest in those cities. So you you think that they you know they wanted to generate more buzz and yeah. perhaps put more butts in this, in that Toyota Club exactly and you know what if they didn't do it on purpose that's what it did anyway so it's not that big of a screw up even if it was an accident that's what I, I'm I'm kind of thinking here so uh, we got the eight unofficial cities super excited the press conference will officially unveil those cities next week with the venues we'll be there credit to frank cusimano our guest coming up here shortly from ksdk first one to break any news that was in st louis they confirmed it and xfl st louis that that news came out on tuesday and then friend of the show brad shepherd he broke news on seattle getting a team uh on his on his account on twitter so that was the second one to come out and then you also had the Washington Post leak out that D.C. was getting a team. I believe it was a soccer insider, um, also with The Athletic, who broke the news that Audi Stadium would be getting a, an XFL team. So those were the three that broke via you know good old-fashioned reporting and, and people doing their due diligence. The other five cities we basically found out because of that website leak of the phone numbers, and everybody called those voicemails right away. Um, but that that is our fir- the first part of our cover, too, here. And it's it's the biggest thing we've talked about yet since the league was announced, guys. <laughs> the eight they call it cover around. three. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> cover we gotta play, eight, maybe we, we got to play sure. at least three deep here. We don't want anything getting up over the top of us, and you know we won't. We got everything XFL covered for you, everybody. Thank you so much for riding down this road to 2020 with us, because now for 44 weeks since the announcement of the league returning, we've been doing this show, and a lot of you have realized wow we got 44 weeks with hardly any news breaking and now big news is breaking jake's got a hard out for us today he doesn't want us to go too long this could be easily the longest podcast we've done but uh it is it is that time of uh, of the road we're down that part of the road right now where big news is going to start coming out interesting stuff to talk about and it's all going to be right here on this is the xfl show with that said the next thing i want to get into part two of our cover two guys is that at this press conference next week we will get the cities unveiled venues unveiled but also state of the league now what could that mean that could be a bunch of different things tv deal maybe that's what i'm hoping for and i did see something very interesting nbc executive mark lazarus who is the broadcasting and sports chairman for the peacock network he had an interesting quote i read online it said i expect we will be in business with one of them talking about the xfl and the aaf and he said we have windows on both cable and broadcast, and we have interesting ties to both leagues. So this was at the Fairfield County Sports Commission event in Stamford, Connecticut, just, you know, not too far from XFL headquarters. Uh, NBC, if you're a betting man, Jake, are you betting on NBC being the XFL's partner for broadcast? Oliver Luck said we'd all be pleasantly su- surprised with their TV deal. I think that would kind of fulfill that. That would be a very pleasant surprise. Broadcast TV with a cable outlet, NBC Sports Network, sounds pretty good to me. I'm not sure if I would put any of my own money on. Maybe if I was playing with house money, I, I would put it. I would put it down. Uh, 
Well, I mean, he said we expect, you know, either the XFL or the AAF to be with NBC. I believe the AAF, they have a deal with CBS. Is that correct? They do, but, you know, the NFL's on multiple networks, so that's possible. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I think it's between, I don't know, I think the XFL just screams Fox, you know, in, in my mind. But, uh, you know, it, it's got to be one of the big fours. Yep, and my money would be on NBC, the original partner with the XFL. How about you, Bryant? Uh, does Dick Ampersall still work for NBC, or is he retired? Not no longer with. Not NBC? officially. Yeah, like not a, Yeah, I don't know if he does any consulting or anything with NBC anymore. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think we're going to expect a um a TV deal announcement this Wednesday, but I do think we're going to get a, a very detailed information as far as where they're actually going to be broadcasting. I hope it is some one of the big four. I think we could take CBS off that list just because I don't think. Whatever network hosts any one of these leagues is not going to host the other league just because of the, the similarities in um, scheduling and process and, and uh, weeks and, and playoffs. All that stuff's all going to be kind of running uh, at the same time. So I think it leaves three networks. You're right. Fox does sound a little more enticing, um, but Fox has a big baseball deal during the spring. So I don't know if they're really going to have the room. NBC has a lot more room during the spring than uh, than Fox does. It's going to be the next very interesting announcement to to find out after we find out the cities and the venues, I think, where these games will be played on television and streaming as well. Because a lot, I mean, if you ask, if if it's up to me, if I have a choice, stream or television, I'd love, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a modern man, Jake. I'm an, I'm a digital man. I know you're an analog man, but I'm going straight for the streaming. So I'm also interested to see where this will be over the top online. Yeah, well, I, I do a lot of streaming and, you know, like yourself, Alan, to me, uh, streaming and over the air cable is, you know, it's kind of one and the same right now. You know, you, I can, I can watch whatever I want, you know, even though I get my uh, quote unquote cable through an internet provider, you know, it, it's all going to be there for me, but I still think, like I said, you need people watching the XFL on a television in their garage to really get this, yeah. to really get this league over. And that's why yeah. it's going to be one of the big networks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want you want to be able to have your games or played on TVs, TVs displayed <laughs> at in, on on glass windows outside of uh, appliance stores. That's what you want. Oh, yeah, there, there's there's not many clubs, at least from my parts, that have a Roku or a Fire Stick plugged <laughs> in the in their televisions at the bars. Yeah. So you know yeah. you're you're going to want this on CBS, ABC, Fox, NBC, one of them. All right, so we're going to be there, so hopefully that's part of the announcement state of the league. This is going to be a monumental event, this big press event going on Wednesday, December 5th. The XFL's Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck will be there, and they will be giving us all the details that they want to give us, at least for now. And when we're there, I mean, the number one thing I want to accomplish, hopefully we'll get some uh, a word from Vince McMahon or Oliver Luck to our listeners here, Bryant, but uh, I'm going to be boots on the ground there. Do you, you need anything from me while I'm at the event? Do you, what, what do you need? Just, Give me my uh, my itinerary. Well, I, you know what? I don't uh, get there. Dress nice, please. Because mm-hmm. um, if you've seen Alan outside of the show, you know what I'm talking about. Um no, but all honestly, Alan, they're, they're serving lunch there, and I really want to know what's on the menu because that seems that, – yes. that to me, will, if it's sandwiches, then maybe we're for some, maybe we're in trouble. But if they got like plated lunches – That'll tell us a lot about the league. It's going to tell us a lot about the league, what they actually serve <laughs> the media at lunch when we're there. We'll give you a full so report bro, on that. 
<laughs> Brian, if everybody, if all the media walk in and they all get handed a paper bag, you, you're not you're not seeing good things for the league. Yes, yeah, so that, that's that's yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're you're gonna be there. I'm I'm partly jealous, but it's gonna be great for the show. And let's see what kind of information we can get. Hopefully, uh, some interviews, some sound bites, make some contacts, and we'll be good to go. Exactly, and we're gonna have a bunch of content from inside and outside of MetLife Stadium for you next next week's big press event. And tell your friends. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review there. That helps spread the word of the XFL and this show. You could subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is now blowing up with more content. We've also cut up some of our big interviews we've had. You could go listen to them right there on YouTube. This is the XFL Show on YouTube, at XFL Show on all the social media, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere, and it's all at one stop as well. This is the XFLShow.com. All right, guys. That's our cover, too. Now we get to talk to the man who broke the first big news of the week, St. Louis, getting pro football back. In case you missed our interview, which we posted on the website earlier this week, we have included it on this podcast this week as well. Frank Cusimano, the sports director from KSDK, joins us now on This Is The XFL Show to talk about St. Louis getting an XFL team. It is a part of our hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drop, buster, Miller, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! I'm not going to say it's like the biggest thing in the world for our town, but I think we're excited about it. Um, I think it's a, it's another sport, and I think it's another chance to prove Stan Kroenke wrong that you know he tried to paint us as a terrible football city. And I don't think there's any there's there's a thing called a bad NFL city. I think there's bad NFL owners. And, you know, we won the lottery in hell when we went Bidwell and Kroenke back-to-back. But we're a good football city, and I think we'll support this team. Frank, do you think that's why the XFL chose St. Louis? I mean, you're you're mentioning how great of a football town it is. I've been to St. Louis. There's a lot of sports fans there. Why did the XFL choose St. Louis? I think there's a variety of reasons. First of all, it would be, you know, it has to be one of the biggest cities in the country without an NFL team. We have a pretty good facility in the Dome. And, um, you know, it is a good sports town. I mean, our hockey team right now is, is struggling, but they still draw extremely well. There's no better baseball team, best ba- better baseball town in the country than St. Louis. Our, our, our college basketball team will have a sellout on Saturday against Butler. Uh, yeah, it's a passionate sports town. I do a sports talk radio, and, you know, we're rocking every day. And then I go down to television, and, you know, it's – we, we fill sportscast with local, local, local. So it's a terrific sports town. Oh, absolutely. St. Louis, it, it's it's huge. And you guys also are clamoring for an MLS team. We know there's a big movement. And voting actually today, I believe, on an MLS stadium even being built. Soccer could be huge in that town as well. And when you think about that, Frank, the XFL was easily approved by the city, I guess because the Dome was already readily available. Yeah, in fact, um, you know, as we speak, there's a hearing going on with the St. Louis Board of Aldermen where uh, they will approve this stadium being built, and it's being done 
with $400 million of private funding. So the aldermen aren't going to say no. And in fact, I just mentioned this on, on my radio show that, you know, if the, the soccer will probably come in 2021, the XFL will come in 2020. But so you're thinking in the spring of 2021 in St. Louis, at the same time, you will have the XFL, the MLS, the NHL, and Major League Baseball all in that same springtime period. That's pretty amazing. Frank, some of the, some of the things that Stan Kroenke said was that the dome was out of date. Now I'm looking back, and it's only like 20 years old. Is it? I mean, is it out of date at all? Well, um, it's it's fine. I don't think it's considered state of the art, and that's the reason that Stan Kroenke was allowed to leave because when they initially came here, there was this terrible clause in the contract that the dome had to be in the upper 25% of facilities in the NFL. And after 20 years with so many new buildings being built, it simply wasn't. And that's what allowed Stan to leave. Now, there's litigation going on that he violated some of the relocation rules. He lost a lawsuit yesterday in St. Louis with the PSL holders, and he'll lose a lawsuit with you know violating the relocation law so he's going to lose a couple hundred million dollars i think but in terms of the actual facility it's fine it's it's not outstanding but it's 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 better uh than, than many and just not as good as all of them yeah i, I think a lot of the, when the rams were leaving town i think a lot of the narrative about that building was kind of blown out of proportion just so they could leave. And I think a lot of people think that as well, Frank. So we'll see how the XFL does in that dome. And who knows, maybe, I mean, with the MLS stadium being built, do you think there could be somewhere down the road if the XFL catches on, they would play in that facility? Is that a possibility? Uh, that's interesting because the uh, the soccer stadium is going to seat, you know, in, in that 20 to 25 range. And I think that would be kind of a target attendance for the XFL, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, say that they're going to draw 40,000. So maybe that, that'd be an interesting uh, setup. Of course, game-wise, you know, you, you'd be playing during the same season, so it may be difficult to schedule. I, I think, look, I talk with the people that run the Dome, and I think they're prepared to handle this and do it in a real professional way like they always have. Any word on a team name uh, when when the news broke to you, Frank? Or do you know how those will be determined, the St. Louis football team name in the XFL? You know, I don't. Uh, you know, one suggestion was Stallions. That was going to be the expansion team that St. Louis was originally going to get before they lost out, you know, to Jacksonville. And uh, then they had to, you know, go get the Rams. I, I, there's, there's really no um, movement on that front. We just know this, that Vince McMahon is going to own the team. He's going to own all eight teams. And then uh, it'll be local ownership, I mean local management. They'll hire a president from St. Louis, you know, GM and coaches, and it'll be a St. Louis operation, but it'll all be owned by Vince McMahon. Yeah, Frank, you uh, you mentioned that yesterday. I saw on the broadcast on um, on your local affiliate. There is there any word on uh, has anyone agreed to actually manage a team or who they're looking at? Any any specific names or anything like that? No, I, I just know. Um, in fact, I, I know one of the people being interviewed for the job, but I don't think they're far enough along to name finalists or even close to like a team president and GM. I do hope because. 
St. Louis is a very, you know, local city in terms of we want our own. I do hope they try to go local with a coach or some connection to St. Louis. Like in that other league, the American Alliance of Football, uh, they hired Mike March, and I thought he would have been absolutely perfect for St. Louis, but he's in the other league. But maybe there's a Gary Pinkle from the University of Missouri, or maybe there's some coach with some type of a St. Louis hook. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the, the AAF kind of went in that direction, at least with their players. They're trying to get them regional, uh, regionalized on each team. The coaches, maybe not so much. We did hear that St. Louis missed out on an AAF team to San Antonio. Was there any kind of disappointment among fans in the city whenever you learned that you wouldn't be getting an AAF team due to conflicts of schedules at the Dome? Well, there really wasn't because... We really didn't know that, like, we were a finalist and could have had that. Um, and I, I do think, you know, I, I, look, I'm excited about the XFL coming to St. Louis, but the, the possibility of getting Mike March here would have been really special. And you know he would have loved to have come back here because he loved the city, and for the most part, he had a great experience. He's, he's like one of, the, one of the more underappreciated NFL coaches of all time. The man's 20 games over 500. He created the greatest offense in the history of football, and yet he didn't get a second chance where you have all these mediocre hacks get second and third chances. It's, it's the eighth wonder of the world to me. Oh, absolutely. I think that was a real coup for the AAF getting Mike Martz. I think he has plenty left in the tank, and who knows, the AAF is starting up in 2019. We could see him in the XFL somewhere down the road. Uh, Frank, Stan Kroenke uh, painted St. Louis as a bad football town. I've never, I'm not from there, but looking from as, as an outsider, never thought St. Louis was a bad football town. They supported the Rams through some tough years and also through the greatest years. Uh, lack of support, was it poor play, the allure of Los Angeles? What really went into the team leaving St. Louis for Los Angeles exactly? Well, it was a perfect storm of everything you could possibly do to alienate a city that's what they did. They had nine straight non-winning seasons. They had a five-year stretch, which was the worst in NFL history. They had an owner who didn't talk to the city for four years. And, you know, you factor in a product with a terrible owner and the owner flirting with Los Angeles. It's amazing that anybody went to those games at the end. All I know is that, you know, I was a sideline reporter for the Rams radio network. I was on the sidelines for all those games, and there was no louder or more electric building in America when the Rams had it going. But then, you know, you had this terrible product where you hire Steve Spagnuolo and Scott Linehan and Jeff Fisher. You had this terrible owner. You had this horrible president, Kevin Demoff. How could anybody withstand that? I mean, do you think like Indianapolis? You think if they would have had that kind of run, they would have supported the football team? No. There's, as I said before, there's no such thing as a bad NFL city. There's only bad NFL owners. Frank, I, I almost feel bad telling you that I'm from Los Angeles. But uh, do, you, do you know of any other uh, cities that the uh, XFL is looking at or talking to or maybe even a TV deal that's coming up anytime soon? Um, you know, I, I do not know the other cities. Um, and I, uh, there's going to be eight of them, and it's going to ten game season and five at home. That's about all I know from that end. So I'm I'm not certain about the others. And, and Frank, before we let you go, man, top of your head, you get to pick first player and/or coach you think would be a perfect fit for the St. Louis XFL team. 
Okay. Um, first, uh, first coach, I would go ask Dick Vermeil. I would make Dick Vermeil say no. He is one of the most beloved football figures of all time. Every old coach thinks they have one last miracle in them. I think he'd be the, look, he's the guy. If you wanted like the media to cover this team on a regular basis, oh my goodness. I mean, I'd go to there before I'd cover the Cardinals at times. Um, in terms of a player, you know, it would be interesting. It's, I, it's somebody like, like a Chase Daniel, yes. who may be at the end of his NFL <laughs> career, who had this sensational career at the University of Missouri and is, you know, like God with a small G in our state. So I think he'd be an interesting, you know, the quarterback, who knows, even a guy like Tim Tebow, some, <laughs> some just marquee name that housewives will will recommend or would, would, would remember and would actually go, go out and watch. I'm with you on Chase Daniel. I know he's with the Bears <laughs> now, but it's hard to think. He just recently, he's been in the league forever, and I think he just finally threw his first touchdown pass. Maybe he's been making all kinds of money as a big backup, but uh, I think that'd be a perfect fit. But there's definitely some local guys, a bunch of local talent that's probably on the cusp of making the NFL or leaving the NFL, I think, that can make an XFL St. Louis team pretty good, man. Well, Frank, I, we really appreciate it. We're excited excited for the city and uh, happy you broke the news and happy that you joined us this week on this is the XFL show guys I appreciate it call anytime thanks so much for having me on the program oh we definitely will when the season starts in 2020 Frank thanks so much all right take care bye-bye Frank Cusimano everybody KSDK TV in St. Louis and I, the things I took from that guys is that St. Louis absolutely deserves pro football and Frank Cusimano was not a fan of Stan Kroenke Bryant <laughs> uh, the one thing I got out of that, Alan, is that St. Louis hates Stan Kroenke. Is pretty much what I got out of all that. <laughs> yes. uh, you know what, though? Uh, Oliver Luck mentioned that they wanted a town that was hungry for football. And at, at first, I was on the Stan Kroenke side thinking that they weren't. But you know what? After talking to Frank, uh, it seems like they want football. They want a chance to prove some people wrong, uh, Stan Kroenke included. So I think this might be uh, actually a great place for the uh, XFL. And I don't know about you, Jake, but whenever the Rams were leaving town and they were talking about what a terrible stadium that dome is, I, the whole time I'm saying, isn't that place less than 20 years old or just about? That's not that old. I've rooted for teams that played in the same stadium for 50 years or, or 30 plus years in the Steelers case, Jake. 20 years, not that old for a stadium. There are some minor tweaks they could make, I'm sure. Are you fine with them playing in the dome there in St. Louis? You know, as long as they can fill it up or fill enough of it up, I'm perfectly fine with that. And, you know, it's it's time to it's time to nut up or shut up. You know, we, <laughs> we keep hearing that St. Louis, you know, they want a team. They're big football nuts. And it's gonna be their time to shine. And I, I hope they prove us all right. From that interview it sounds like they are going to. Yeah, I think I think they will. And if you get that dome halfway full for an XFL game even uh, I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere, as we saw You know when the Rams were on fire. Uh, people in St. Louis get loud, and that dome can be rocking. Uh, but what should the team name be? That's the next question for all these cities that are going to be unveiled. We won't know that information until 2019, but we could start the speculation. I'm sure there will be more to come on team names, logos, uniforms, and whatnot. But we did get an awesome render sent to us from uh, – Jason Stem, who you guys need to check out some more of his work. He, he does some cool renders of, of 
uniforms and prospective teams and whatnot. He gave us a new show logo, which is really cool, uh, but he gave us the St. Louis Stallions render, Brian. I don't know if you caught this, but that was based off of the proposed expansion team in the NFL in the 90s, which lost out to Jacksonville. St. Louis Stallions, should the XFL steal the team that was supposed to be the St. Louis NFL team about 25 years ago? Uh, you know what? A lot of people responded with that answer, the Stallions. I mean, if it's what the people want, why not? I don't know what the legalities of it all are. You know, who's, who owns a trademark? Does the NFL still own the trademark on the St. Louis Stallions? Uh, I don't know. Um, but it, sure. I, I, I'm unfortunately not from St. Louis. I've only been there once for a few days. I couldn't tell you exactly what um, to name them, but uh, I heard someone put the archers, I guess, for the golden arch. I mean, the, the gateway arch. Yeah, if, if you're going uh, by your time in St. Louis, I guess you'd want them to be called the St. Louis Stingers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would actually be very fitting if you asked me. Um, that's a that's a wrestling you know, I, reference, I, everyone. He saw Sting <laughs> at Survivor Series in St. Louis. Uh, you know what? And everybody that that's on this show has seen Sting, right? I think. Anyway, I would uh, say. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. You know what? Maybe the Stallions is the best way to go. It seems like it's what everybody wants, but uh, they'll find a, a team name that's very fitting. Now, if they go with. If they, sorry, Jake. If they go with that, the stallions and, and those uniforms that Jason mocked up, and we 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 will tweet out XFL show. Check it out on Twitter. If they go with that, I'm I'm down for it because those are some cool uniforms. I like them because they pop, and I'm colorblind, Jake. So I need it to pop. Oh, they definitely pop. Are they a little too Minnesota? <laughs> what what, what makes them Minnesota? Well, the Viking. They're Viking colors. I mean, let's you know, let's let's just get that out there. Eh, well, the Viking colors more. are Laker colors. I mean, yeah, on. they're like the Vikings are yellower kind of gold. This is like a gold gold. <laughs> if if they want to go with the Stallions, you know that's that's fine. Now we we all know the AAF team. They also have the Stallions, which you know I I still say they should rename it to the the Pegasuses because that's you know, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, but we we don't know the AAF may not be around. I am not of the mindset that you. You know, I don't think it should be mandatory that it's something, uh, you know, from day one in the city of St. Louis. You know, I, I think you could go generic if you want to, but if you want to tailor it to the city, that's fine as well. It, it's got to sound cool. It's got to have a logo that people know what it is. It's got to be recognizable right away, and it can't look like something else. Yeah, that's uh, that's what everybody's gonna be hoping for is that it pops it catches people's eyes and it, you know what you're looking at when you look at the logo i think that stallions logo kind of does the trick i dig it a lot of people said clydesdales obviously with the budweiser uh tie in there in st louis uh time will only tell and uh, we are out of it right now guys because wow action-packed show we have so many more episodes uh to come where we will debate team names but we need to get these cities officially official first and that's coming up this Wednesday I cannot wait December 5th and uh we're gonna have you know the show drops every Sunday but we're gonna have a ton of content for you in the middle of the week from that press conference so be on the lookout at XFL show Instagram Facebook and of course Twitter this is the XFL show.com and I don't know should I break the rules should we break the rules while we're there Jake and maybe uh double up on podcasts next week we might have to well yeah we may have to anything's you know anything's possible especially at an event like that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, everybody, again, if you uh, want to check out those renders that uh, we uh, we tweeted out, uh, Jason Stem, Stem Creative, 
I believe it's it is on Twitter. Correct, correct, Jake. Uh, he he is amazing. It's S T E M M Creative, C R E A T I V E. He uh, did those renders for the St. Louis Stallions lo- jerseys, but also our new show logo which uh, we put up on all of our social media and our website as well. Looking real cool. Looking like uh, we're officially official now. we got the new logo, Brian, unlike the cities in the XFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, we became more officially official than the cities did, I guess, sooner. Uh, no, you're right, Alan. I think we should we should probably break some rules this week. There's too much going on not to. Uh, I, I can't, my head's about to explode. I, I think I need to go and, and, and try to reset myself, maybe take a nap after last night's uh, experience. Yeah, well, be on the lookout also. There might be more voicemails you have to call so we could get the the audio for that. Everybody, (laughs) thanks for riding down the road to 2020 with us. And remember, if you want to be involved in the show, you want to be heard on the show, you can call the XFL fan line and we'll put you out on the uh, show. Of course, that number is 724-565-4XFL. That's 724-565-4XFL. Call anytime. Leave us a voicemail. We'll put you up here on one of the episodes. And also, if you have a question you want us to approach and address, you could also ask it there. And don't forget, next week it could be a double up on podcast. We don't know exactly yet. There will be so much content, and it will be everywhere on all of our social media platforms. So you can find it at your favorite place, YouTube even. This is the XFL Show on YouTube. So be on the lookout because next week is the biggest week in XFL history, at least, new XFL history, and we're going to be there for you because this is your place for the best XFL talk on the road to 2020. For Jake, Bryant, I'm Alan. Thanks for listening. We'll see you from MetLife Stadium next week. This is the XFL Show.